and now it's time for Leadership of the Leaf with Dice and Austin. Let's jump in with a cut and a light. All right, welcome everyone to an episode of Leadership of the Leaf. I am Dice. And I am Austin. Oh man, Austin. Yes, sir. Full of turkey. It's December. We're ready. And you're smoking... I am smoking the CAO Arcana, 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 Mortal, Mortal Coil. Wow. Okay. That's very interesting. And I'll let you know why. Because after, after, after what? After I tell you what I'm drinking? Of course. Well, <laughs> a little slow on the uptake today. You know, all that turkey and my belly. Deliciousness. <laughs> but, uh. It is my, I'm drinking an old fashioned. The wife made me uh, like four old fashions and put them into a pint glass. <laughs> so that way she wouldn't have to come outside when it's cold. A four pint old fashioned. No, yeah, she, four she, four, she just made four old fashions in a row and poured them into a pint glass. <laughs> that, that works. Mm. <sighs> I mean, it still tastes good. So I'm just I'm, hoping ooh. things don't settle. Yeah, who could be better than I guess every time you, you drink, I guess it'll, it'll swish it, maybe. We're going to go with that until I say otherwise. <laughs> it sounds good, man. <laughs> All right, so now, what are you smoking? You said it was very interesting. I was smoking the very, Coil. Yes. What are you smoking then? I'm smoking a CAO Ooh. Arcana Series Ooh. Firewalker. Ooh, Firewalker. That's the one that's uh, the buried, right? Yes. Oh, yes. That's one. That's kind of what drew me to it. It said it was buried in like volcanic soil for mm. two months and then fermented for two months. I'm like, oh, I mean, for, for nine months. I'm sorry. In the Palones for nine months. I'm like, oh, all right. So interesting. I don't, I don't know which one of ours came first. One of them is first and then one of them second. Yeah. Um, but we're in the same series here. How? Look at that. We are, we are in the same series. It's very interesting because the, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see who, I guess whose was first. So let's see. Uh, my release date was February of 21. Do a quick Google search on yours and figure out when your release date is. So yeah, mine, I'm, mine just came out like last year. Yeah. So I guess mine is the predecessor. Sure. Is that is the right way to say that? My pre came out before yours there you go let's i mean we can go with that i like your band though it's large these these cao <laughs> bands are it, it's these huge, arcana yeah. series are huge it's ridiculous sorry so they yours was like released you. oh yours, is, yours was released one feb 2022 oh so mine's a new guy on the block yes sir all right I had to oh, figure that right. one out because I, I I remember there was an Arcana <laughs> that just got released and I was like I'm pretty I wasn't sure which one it was, but all good it out. all good. Right. Yeah, all right. So so, what are we talking about today? <laughs> oh, I want to well, know. Let, uh, you don't know what kind of Hennessy I'm drinking. Oh, come oh, on. No, you're right. Let me guess. Uh, sidecar. <clears throat> <laughs> so let's chill out. BSLP. You know, uh, it is a hot toddy made with fantasy. Hot toddy. Hot toddy. Hot water, lemons, cinnamon, honey. Mm, mm, mm. I heard those are good for uh, for sore throats. 
though they are good for sore throats but they're also great for when it's a little chilly out sure no i'm down with that it's, it's cold <laughs> it's cold <laughs> all right all right our right. uh, topics cigar topic all right when are you done enjoying your cigar when are you done smoking what am when i is done your smoking when is your finish line when, when is do like, i yeah. When do I consider the cigar like I have finished with this cigar and yeah, this, I, I put it down and it's no more? I won't it. pick it back up again. Is that I'm what's done. the question? Th- that is the question. When I'm done enjoying it. Yes. I mean, when you're done enjoying it. That is correct, what? sir. Correct, Amundo. I so I've broken that rule already once before, um, okay. a couple times. I'm sure. I, I'm sure everybody has called called being thrifty, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we're gonna it go through the, that. We're gonna go it, through that. It was the Cedrus, but we'll get to it. Yeah. All right. So, so we're gonna talk <laughs> about when we're done with the cigar because when we're done enjoying it, you should be done with the cigar. Then we're gonna go into our leadership topic, which I love this leadership topic because it is the quintessential argument I hear a lot of people bring up, and I, I talk to a lot of younger. Uh, people about what is the difference between leading and managing mm, mm-hmm. what's, what's the difference between leadership and management how do you know when somebody's a leader and how do you know when somebody's a manager and that is a it's when you like ah, i lead i lead teams mm, okay we'll find out <laughs> stay tuned and we'll discuss yes it's, it's definitely a interesting topic I, I took a few notes for it so We'll, we'll definitely go through. Definitely go through. Yes. yes, yes. All right. So a cigar is done, what we say, and then break our own fucking rules because why not? Um, it's done. The cigar is done when you're done enjoying it, right? Right. So, but I know that's everyone says there's something different because when I got into cigar smoking, the you know I had to learn, right? Everyone learns. Right. Of course. So when when are you done smoking? I would try to go. Okay, what about the length of my thumb? And from measured from the base that last knuckle, the the one that actually attaches to the palm, and yes. and measure that to where I cut all the way to the end, and that's when about when I'd finish up, I'd be like, yeah, that's about good enough. I'm done. As I grew in this, um, I heard a lot of different arguments. I heard uh, just stop smoking when it hits the band because you don't you don't want people to not know what cigar you're smoking. Why would you take the band off? Yes, and, and I've for some reason I just don't like that one. Um, if you do smoke it to the band, sometimes you get the chit chat and whatever you're doing, you burn the band. I, I don't know. I I've heard that before too. And well, okay, but you're so let's just let's let's take that argument real quick. Your band is placed in the middle of your cigar. <laughs> right. Wait, wait a minute. We can go even further. What size was the band on that fucking cigar you just had? The, uh, this one? <laughs> so you gonna smoke into what? This this motherfucker <laughs> is at least what two inches long, three inches long. <laughs> this right. I, I should. You, if you guys haven't looked at the mortal coil, look at it. The band. It looks phenomenal. I love the band. Uh, it is a wonderful band. Me. Your Firewalker band looks phenomenal. The it's shit amazing. is fucking like six <laughs> inches long. So I smoke into. So I would have been. I'm done with my cigar already. I'm done. Yeah, I had two puffs. I'm good with it. Throw it away. <laughs> the fuck. So, yeah no so so i never i never subscribed to that one 
Um, I'm always that type of person that tries to get the band off uh, earlier rather than later without trying to destroy my cigar. That's just me because I will forget because, you know, you get like you said, you get to talking, you burn the band, then you get the fucking paper with the band. The only time I won't do that is like Leaf by Oscar, Amazon mm. Brasilia, or I'm sorry, CAO Amazon uh, Basin. Basin, yeah. Yeah, where it, it's made to smoke through the band. It's designed to add an extra extra layer to that cigar that makes sense yes, yes. so uh, already I, I discount i don't want to say discount i feel like you're wasting money and i don't have a whole lot of money to waste because oh. i buy oh, a you, lot of cigars you just wait sir <laughs> you <Yeah>. just wait <laughs> there's, a, there's another like little whatever let your cigar burn out naturally once it reached three fingers width and length and that's okay. pretty much what you was describing with your thumb, so to speak. But three fingers is, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is. But here's here's my concern, right? You get somebody with like chubby fingers, <laughs> like like fat fingers, right? <laughs> their three their three finger widths are gonna be like half the cigar. Yeah, it don't make sense. Correct. What, like I said, I used to do that. Now, what I tend to do is I I tend to wait until my lips and my fingers are getting too hot. Um, if it's I a good cigar, it, you know, nub it. I call it filling fill the fire. That's what yeah. I call it. Yeah. Try to nub it or whatever. If it's a really good cigar, I put the poker in, whatever. Oh, yeah. But if I'm, if I'm just like, oh, this is a good cigar and I'm kind of done with it, I'll wait until I get down to like my two fingers and I'm, I'm puffing on it like a uh, different type of smoking and you know trying to not burn my lips yeah same, um, same. but there's there's a bunch of different unwritten rules uh, some aficionados should say uh, say that you should not smoke more than half of your cigar which again I just believe is fucking wasteful because how many times have we gotten to the halfway point of a cigar and then something changes and the last like third of it you're 100% correct phenomenal and you're like oh this last third is so good it's got that mellow it's sweet it's whatever and it's like oh it just completes the profile yeah because that last third is going to be hotter as you smoke it because it doesn't have much to travel down on your tobacco tube there so i I don't i that one i just find completely wasteful i just don't get that one uh i don't know maybe that's some hollywood shit but wasteful if you've seen the notes, I put the word wasteful in there. I, I, I do see the notes. It, it made me laugh. I was like, ah, that's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, the, are you in your Are you into your first third yet? Before we get really into this, uh, I'm close, but I'm not really fully in there yet. I can talk about okay. it. No, no, you're good. Uh, it's up to you. Yeah. Are you? Are you getting some good flavors? You I'm, share? I'm getting some. I'm getting some good flavors. So okay, I, I definitely get this earthy, woodsy note. Uh, like, I don't know. It reminds me of a. Uh, definitely not like a truffle, but like just like a damp bark or like a damp wood, like a, a, a pine or an oak or something. And then I get a little bit of pepper on the back end. Mmm. It's really good. Uh, uh, it's interesting you said that. Because you said pine or whatever. What I'm getting is a muted, like, chocolate sweetness that's mm. been toasted. 
but on the back end i'm also getting pepper okay okay now i don't know if the toasted part is playing in my head because i know of the volcanic soil but it's definitely i I, it's got a toasted flavor to it cedar it's cedar i took another puff it's cedar okay yeah it's cedar with a little bit pepper and then i'm gonna i'm gonna keep smoking on it because i think it's i think it's gonna turn it's gonna surprise me but (laughs) i'm i'm interested to see this one because this is it i i I pushed it through and i retrohaled and i was like yep that's actually cedar that earthy note was it was like wet earthy kind of cedar type that's what i was thinking of all right Actually, when I went to get this cigar, I was looking for that one. I mean, I don't blame you. It's this good cigar. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you that. Who knows? I don't know yet. 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 But that's okay. Because I would love to try that one. Because that's what I actually, I thought uh, this was. Because I saw CAO had a new Arcana series out. And I was like, and I didn't even look, I didn't do my research, didn't even think, didn't cross my mind. I'm busy doing a bunch of other things in my, and, and, you know, family life and stuff. That's how I saw, I, I looked, saw something was on sale. Cause it was like, Hey, new, new thing, like on the <laughs> website. And I was like, yep, that must be it. Boop, put it in a box, send it my way. And I got this, which is not bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm not upset about this. <laughs> But it's not what exactly what I was looking for. But that's okay. Got it. It's all good. Anyways. All right. So, ultimately, though, if you're smoking a cigar, the decision when to stop is made by you, the smoker. And you only. You don't don't <laughs> let other schmucks at the cigar store, the cigar lounge, tell you when to stop smoking. There's people who, who smoke it, and they're like, ah, oh, my lips are hot. Okay, I'm going to set this down. I'm going to light up another one. Then there's guys and gals who will they'll stick like a toothpick or a, a a cigar poker in their cigar and they'll smoke it down to where there's like basically nothing left. Uh, like they can't even hardly put their lips on it. Um, you ever smoked a cigar that low? Yes. Yes, I have also. I was and I, I was, was thoroughly enjoying one. Yeah, I was thoroughly enjoying <laughs> one, and I kept. I get it, and I was like, "Oh, this flavor is still so good." Yep, I can't stop. Like, it, I just, as long as the flavor was good, as long as I was getting the flavors, because at a certain point, to me, when it gets too hot, I stop getting flavors, and it just tastes like hot ash. Yeah, not the good kind, but the hot, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but so I, I, you know, that's when I stopped. But that one, I, I just kept getting flavors off it, so I kept smoking it. Hmm. But. Yeah, when the cigar stops being enjoyable, you take the line, and that's when you should stop smoking. Don't let anybody temper your um, your reasoning as to why you smoke something. Well, I know I have stopped smoking cigars when they were not enjoyable anymore. When I'm sitting there and I poke it and I poke it and I poke it and I'm trying to, I'm like fighting the cigar just to, I'm not enjoying it anymore. So I just stop. I'm like this, I'm done. I've done that before. Oh, I've done the opposite. When I first got into smoking, too, I remember this. It was a cheaper cigar. I remember the brand of the cigar, and I'm not going to say it, but I remember it. It was like a it was a bargain starter pack off of a website, and it was like you got ten cigars, or yeah, I think it was ten cigars. You got two cigars of 
five different brands and they're like it's like a bargain starter pack to kind of help get mm. you acquainted with mm-hmm. cigars and i remember i smoked i was smoking them and i was like okay i'm getting good notes i'm like i'm liking these all right give me more and i tried one and i shit you not this motherfucker was plugged somewhere it was plugged because i couldn't get a draw on it it was i was relighting it i was sucking a golf ball through a garden hose it felt like it was <laughs> your hat i heard you was good at that <laughs> i did just get a promotion no i'm just kidding <laughs> um, but uh it, it just it may, actually made me sick mm, and i was yeah. sitting there smoking with a buddy of mine and i was like hey man i'm sick like i don't feel good i'm, I'm lightheaded he goes you went you, he's like you're pale and i said cool i'm gonna sit down and i sat like i leaned back tried to like kind of breathe through it nope i ended up like blowing chunks and yeah. i was and I was, like, I was like, I'll never do that again, ever, yeah. never, ever. So if I if I get a plugged cigar, I just I try to clear it out. I'll try the all the different tricks of the trade that I know. And if I just can't get a good draw on it, then and I feel like it's going to make me sick and to continue puffing on it, I'm done. I'm not I'm not enjoying the cigar. It's a work. It's too much work for yes. what I'm supposed to be getting. Yes, and you just covered like just about every single uh, some reasons you may wish to stop smoking a cigar. Man, I'm so fucking good at this. <laughs> he just too small. Too small to hold. You're trying to yep. nub it. It's just just nothing there. You can't nub it anymore. Mm-hmm. That's, good. That's a good reason to stop. <laughs> it makes you feel unwell. unless you get the cigar makes you, poker. Makes you feel ill. Yeah, that's a good. That's a really good reason to stop. But a, a semi-pro move when that happens. Chocolate. Something sugary sweet. What in the fuck, sickle? On your tongue. What the yes. hell are you doing? This is my cigar band, motherfucker. Oh. Oh, it's like coiled around it. Ha! I wonder why ha! they call it a mortal <laughs> coil, you jackass. Oh, I like it. Well played, CAO. Well played. That was. I shit you not. This cigar. All right. So this is a. Fuck me sideways. I'm trying to hold this. This band uncoiled. Is longer yeah. than the cigar itself, even yeah. unburnt. I see that. <laughs> so literally coiled around the cigar. Good, good I like job. It. I like it. Yeah, well you're done, a band CIO. guy. That's cool. I love it. Love it. I'm all about it. I got another one. I can't wait to smoke it now. I'm so excited. So excited. Fuck me. Uh, I'd rather not, but uh, I mean. Well, I'm, I'm smoking, chit-chatting, and ash You forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you got ash in your lap. I heard it. Um, yeah so you know the flavors so the the other thing that I think I think you and me both did this once we were smoking a cigar in a lounge it was a nice lounge um, there in Vegas and we got hit with that white pepper bomb Mm -hmm. and we couldn't stand it anymore and we put the cigars down and just left probably what the last third half of a cigar and we just couldn't like because we could not get through the white pepper it was so much white pepper on our lips we were tasting white pepper for like what two hours afterwards yeah i think i actually got a coffee to try to help <laughs> i think you did that was yeah did not help <laughs> but one one way like if you get like some like uh that one time i got like cayenne pepper in the cigar what yeah. i was doing which some people fail to do every now and again is you should purge your cigar, purge the smoke, as in where you just, uh, what, blow through I it. guess, blow through, back through like it's a whistle, sort of. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, not so, like extremely hard, like you're trying to fucking blow up a balloon. No, 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 no. <laughs> so you watch the end of your cigar when you inhale, right? You see the ember light up. And the smoke that's coming out of the end stops, right? That's everyone. Right. Everyone understand that? Get that I'm point? With you. Okay. Yes. Okay. To purge your cigar because there's old smoke along your your um, tobacco tube here. You gently blow, and you will see extra smoke come out the end. And you go, okay, cool. I've purged some of that old old smoke that may be corroding and 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 you know. Um, intermingling with my new flavors that I want to get. I got some of that old stuff out. Now I can focus on the new stuff. Sometimes that will help. Um, I highly recommend that um, if you're relighting a cigar. Correct. Which breaks down to the whole reason why we do these cigars and uh, majority thirds. of everyone do the cigar in thirds, in three parts. The first third, you're warming up the cigar, getting the tobacco starting burning off some of the unwanted flavors like if you're dumb enough to use a match incorrectly or whatever's going on there <laughs> then the flavors will start to begin and develop What's using that? a match incorrectly yes i know Just, you've seen it where a I, motherfucker would strike it on the box and immediately put it the to giant, the end of the cigar trying and the they think they're to they, they think they're toasting it but then all actually they're just charring the shit out of it and you're like what a fucking guy so so the reason okay if anyone doesn't <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about when you initially strike a match and you get that giant flare up that is not the fire you want to use to light your pipe light your cigar <laughs> light your cigarette nothing why because it's sulfur it's <laughs> fucking sulfur you use that to an that initial flare-up to light your cigar guess what you're inhaling is fucking sulfur fumes so if you keep saying my cigars taste bad and you're lighting with wood matches make sure you're not doing it with the initial flare-up because you're you're getting bad flavors already off the bat you're just <laughs> in, introducing them into your cigar yeah. and, and i don't want to say ruining it because you could get through it but it's yes. in all likelihood you're ruining your cigar <laughs> losers <laughs> the the second third is normally a, roughly the best tasting part of the flavors. Um, that's when you draw will be the most optimal. And that's when you should start picking out a variety of different flavors of what the master blender is intended for. Yeah. And then obviously the final third, um, that's if you get any unwanted flavors, you're getting, it's basically a buildup of oils and tars from the tobacco. Now, this isn't the same tar as a cigarette because there's not all the extra added chemicals that's in cigarettes like formaldehyde and all this other bullshit but um when you burn something anything there are uh oils and tars and stuff that is released into those because you're bor you're burning organic matter and that can build up in your cigar so if you get unwanted flavors in the last third that's why people say oh the last third just put it down no because don't do that you can purge it a little bit and you could still get some good flavors out of that last third that master blender has worked and they smoke the cigars down they know what's in that last third they know how it tastes when they put it out so you're missing out on a third of your cigar so if you take you know you got nine dollars yeah. just you're taking <laughs> the cigars nine dollars you're taking three of those bucks and just throwing it out the window and saying yeah i'll pay six dollars for half that cigar yeah. with all that it's just it's 
Like, are there rules to when to stop smoking? Is there like rules? Nah, I would say more like guidelines, mm, maybe. Yeah, maybe not rules. Now, some things I, I take into consideration, right? Like, if I go to a horny, snorty, super duper, whatever, <laughs> talking about pickleball and all kinds of other fucking richy, snobby shit, I'm gonna do as the Romans do. I get it. I also say fuck them. We ball. True. I mean, it's got to be like, like if I'm smoking with, I don't know, Barkley and Obama and fucking Westbrook. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, they're all like, oh, yeah, I'm stopping here. This is where we're going to stop it. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, guys. (laughs) I'm just saying. Will that happen? Probably ever, never. Well, yeah, right, right. If I got a chance, let's say, let's say I got a, 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 you know, dream come true and I get to smoke with Winston Churchill. Right, right. Obviously, never is gonna, never gonna happen. Right, right. Motherfucker's dead. Um, <laughs> aw, spoiler. Aw, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, if he, if he literally sat down and we were smoking, we're talking, and he takes his out after smoking halfway, looks at it and just puts it down, and then just looks at me. I'm gonna keep fucking smoking and talking to him. And if he asks me what I'm doing, I'm like, I'm still enjoying my cigar, sir. Like, <laughs> I, I would like, unless we have somewhere to do, somewhere to be, or something else to do where I need to stop, I'm still enjoying my my cigar. It's like to me, I'm like, it's having a beer. You know, I, if if so and so stops drinking halfway a beer halfway through, okay, you do yeah. you, boo. <laughs> I'm going to continue drinking my beer because I like it. Well, I don't drink the last couple sips because it's all backwash. Why do you backwash into your beer? That's nasty. That's, uh, that's fucking gross. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> That's what I always say. People are like, oh, I, don't, I don't drink the last third of my third of my beer. It's all backwash. And I'm like, why do you backwash into your beer? And I just drink my last little bit. I'm like, you're a fucking loser, man. Learn how to uh, close your mouth. But well, if you're I've amongst ne- friends, obviously smoke however you want. Yeah. I was just about, I mean, I've, I've never been around someone that's like, I'm only smoking half and then they, I've never seen that. I've read it. I've heard like talk shows and stuff, but I've never seen it in real life, in person. I don't know. If, if Maybe if I was on a talk show or, or being like interviewed or, or something like that and they, they set theirs down and I set mine down out of like out of respect thing, maybe, but I'd still, I don't know. I just have a hard time not doing what I think is proper and enjoying the cigar to its fullest because it, it, I, I mean I guess if it was free if West, if Russell Westbrook bought me a cigar and said we're only smoking half alright motherfucker it's your cigar I don't shit anymore like <laughs> you bought it for me dude like okay but I like if we were just if we literally smoked half and then sat down and just continued to keep talking and we didn't get up and leave I'd probably have a hard time not picking that motherfucker back up and like continue puffing on it. This is a perfect segue. Perfect segue. Sir, can you save a half smoked cigar? Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> actually, I saw this. I actually just saw this come up on a, on a cigar forum. All right. Um, <laughs> somebody, asked, somebody asked this exact question and they actually, and I don't say, can you save? They said, what's the longest you have saved? And there was a variety of answers. I was amazed yeah. by the, the, just the variety, the opposite ends of the spectrum type answers. One person goes, if I set that motherfucker down for five minutes, I'm not picking it back up again. 
And wow. I was mind I was mind boggled by that one. I was like, I'm sorry, the fuck like what if you have to go take a piss or you gotta take a shit really quick? You're not picking <laughs> that cigar up again? <laughs> like, oh. seriously? Alright, well if that's what if that's what you want. Then other people were like, nah, I smoked them up to like a week later and it was dried and it was whatever, but it's still flavorful, it's still good. So the short answer, yes. Um I, I would say it depends on how much you're saving. Um, my first my first concern is uh, what are you doing with the half-smoked cigar? Uh, because if you tell me that you're putting it back in your humidor, I'm going to slap the shit out of you. <laughs> well, before we go to that part, I, my argument in the whole saving half your cigar, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes I buy a pricey cigar. So if I pay, let's say, $30 for a cigar... Right. And I smoke maybe a third of it. Oh, I got to go to the store with the wife or the kid ballet practice or something, right? So I had to leave the cigar and let it burn out naturally. Now, my question is, would you take a $20 bill and just like, I'm not going to use this anymore and toss it in the trash? No. That's what what gets me. (laughs) So so you wouldn't toss a $20 bill away. So why would I not pick that $30 cigar back up? Assess the situation with the tip, figure out how I'm going to relight that motherfucker and start enjoying it again. So there's a couple ways to, to do it. Um, but yeah, so first off, let's let's get into storing the half-smoked cigar, right? Let's just call it half so everyone can understand where we're going. So, correct. like I said in the beginning, if you stick it back in your humidor, I'm slapping the shit out of you. Um, <laughs> how about your wife's purse? You know what? If she likes you, <laughs> more power to you. You got her. She's 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 a queen. I don't know what to say. Like she, <laughs> more power to you. Let's just face it. That's not going to happen. Uh, yeah. Um. So you could buy a saber tube, right? Like a glass top, like screw screw cap type, cork or cork type tube. Um. Sometimes I keep those. Like if a cigar comes in a glass tube. Yeah, I got a few. So I got, I'll got save a few. them. I'll save them sometimes, um, just in case. Very rarely do I ever smoke a half-smoked cigar because I don't ever put, like start lighting if I know that I have to go do something else. Correct. Unless Same. I'm like, I know I have fucking time to do this. Um, or I've seen it where if you put it in like a freezer bag, like a freezer Ziploc bag, yes. where the, the the fumes and everything aren't going to get anywhere, you can. You could store it like that. Um, some people leave it just in their ashtray out in nature. Um, I mean, if that's what you want to do, it's going to dry out. It's going to dry out, yeah. Um, but more power to you. Uh, if you try to rehumidify it, it's not really going to work. Uh, I'll just be honest. It's not going to work. You could try to stiff it, stick it in a Ziploc bag or a, like a, a Rubbermaid Tupperware type thing uh, with a Bovita pack or something. It's going to be a little bit better, but not really a whole lot. Um, yeah. you know, I've seen 48 hours, I've seen 72 hours, is usually about the max that I usually see on people when they ask the question, How long do you save a cigar for? People like the max I saw really one that one dude said a week, I was, I was flabbergasted, but uh, the most of the answers were like, Oh, day or two, eh, maybe 72 hours, eh, 48 hours, whatever the case is. Um, and that's fine, you know, like it's a little bit longer than a day, kind of, kind of is what it is. Um, but what I will say is, assess the tip, the tip 
um, and and you may have to chop some of that off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another thing about saving a half smoked cigar is if you once you stop smoking it and it sits in your ashtray for a day or you try to keep it in the back whatever however you're doing it just once that cigar cools down know that everything about the cigar is going to become fragile yep. it's more prone for cracks it's a bigger chance for it to unravel and essentially once something like that starts happening you're you pretty much got garbage yeah i mean you let's be honest you lit le- dried leaves on fire Yep. And you pulled the smoke through those dried leaves to Breathe heat them on. up, right? Uh, so it's going to dry out. All your humidification is fucking gone. All of it. It's gone. That's that's why it is what it is. That's why most people are like, I don't smoke. I don't say you've half smoked cigars. If I sm- <laughs> half smoke a cigar and I got to leave it, that just sucks. It is what it is. And I get that kind of that train of thought. But when that thing f- cools off, it's going to be more bitter than when like charred, bitter, like ash type flavor. That's why when you relight it, you puff through the cigar to try to get all that old smoke and all that bitter flavor out of there. Yeah. And then and then try to enjoy what's left. Sometimes you can get a little bit lucky and yes it's going to be fragile but you still get some decent flavors out of it maybe like those few muted flavors because it's not as humidified but you can still get a few flavors um you know but yeah it, it is what it is it's i i've always said you know if i relight a cigar i look at the end and if i can relight it great if i can't um i'm chopping off uh, like right behind where the where the burn line is yeah. So I have a basically a fresh cigar. I'm gonna relight it and then I'm gonna puff through it a couple times to try to get those that old smoke out of there and then try to enjoy the rest of the cigar. You know which cigars are if you was just to smoke on a half a cigar, which cigars are best for that reason? For if that's what you do? Is is the the dry ones, the ones that do not require humidification. Uh, right off the top of my head, like Toscano, the Italian right. cigars. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> those are those are usually better because they are already made to be dried out and smoked, uh, right. versus a cigar from like Nicaragua, Dominican Republic, Republic, Cuban, uh, Honduran, yeah. uh, all of those. Uh, you know, just off the top of my head, American stuff like that those are made to be humidified and then smoked in their entirety they're not really made to like oh let me put it down for half a day and come back now if you put it down for an hour or two and you come back and you relight it and you puff through it and then you get back to it it's not going to be as bad as if you leave it for a day the length of time determines how much those flavors are going to change correct well that was good sir good yes I'm always good. <laughs> you need a second, third, or you want to hit it after the break? I think I'm going to have to hit it after the break. This one is a, uh, it's a little bit of a longer one. It's, um, oh, I believe it's a six, yeah, six and one eighth inches with a, by a fi- uh, so it's a 50 by six and six and an eighth, um, which, you know, is, is good. It's, um, but it, it's, it's a little bit longer one. So I hasn't quite got to my, uh, my second half. How's your burn line? I was Jagged. looking at mine. Is it? Yeah. Mm. I, I think mine's I mean, a little, maybe because mine was volcanic ash. I, I don't know. 
Oh, I see. Yeah. It's not bad. I, the, like, and this is why I always tell people to buy two. Um, it's not bad. The I'll be honest. This ash um, is on the wider side of ash. You know, uh, we've talked about previously, um, but it's been really flaky. Mine has like, too. Yeah. Like it's it's just kind of come off in, in different things, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So I bought okay. two. So I'm oh, hoping. Piaudi. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very uh, toothy cigar. That would explain a lot. So, I mean, we'll we'll talk about that second second uh, second half of flavors, second third. Yes. Yes. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about leadership versus management. Yeah, this is one of my favorite topics to talk about because I got a lot to say about it because most people who think they're leaders are actually managers. And if you're a manager who thinks they're a leader, I like to (laughs) burst your bubble just because you need to know the truth. And if you think you're a leader and you're afraid you're a manager, good on you. Take a long, hard look in the mirror and we'll talk (laughs) about it when we come back. All right. Don't forget, we need to follow the podcast so we know when new episodes drop. And welcome back to Leadership of the Leaf. Now, before we were, uh, before we took the break, we were talking about can you save a half smoked cigar? When should you stop enjoying that cigar? Uh, when when do you put down a cigar? Uh, and the answer is really, it's it's up to you. In all reality, it's up to you. Bottom line. It really is. Um, smoke it until you don't enjoy it anymore. Um, you know, smoke it until you're just done with it. I, whatever the answer is for you guys is whatever the answer is. Um, I have my thoughts on it. You have your thoughts on it. We, we tend to agree on quite a few things. But now we're going to get into this leadership versus management. But before we do that, are you in your second third? I am in my second third, sir second third and if i had to go out and tell you what the second third is i would say it's uh sweet crisp cedar mm. interesting interesting maybe some dry coffee in there and i still have a pepper like on the back mm. so on a normal Inhale and uh, exhale without retrohaling. I get cedar, earth, maybe a little bit of leather, and then uh, just a tiny bit of black pepper. And then when I retrohaled, that black pepper came full force into my nostrils and punched <laughs> me in the face. But it's really, it's really good. The, the flavors are balanced. It's not too cedary. It's not like the cedrus where I, I suffered through that one. I was not super happy with the cedrus, um, so, but it's it's good. It um, I don't I don't think I taste chocolate, but there I feel like there's a hint of chocolate in there somewhere. I just I, I feel like I should be tasting chocolate. Uh, I just can't quite find it, and it may be because the sweetness of my old fashioned is overpowering the sweetness of the chocolate. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, let me, my flavor, I got cinnamon in my drink, so 
I don't think that played a part in it. I think my drink is very neutral. There is a little bit of chocolate back there. It's like bittersweet chocolate, dark chocolate. But it's good. It's uh, about medium, medium to full, medium to full somewhere. Somewhere there. Yeah. All right. Leadership. We've talked about this before, but what is leadership? Because we got to to, to do a, a compare and contrast, right? We have to know what is leadership, what is management, and then we can talk about the differences. Okay. But we've went over it quite a few times. Leadership uh, creation of positive, non-incremental uh, change through meticulous planning, vision, and strategy. Pretty much the, uh, you're the motivation of a team or group to get them all in the same direction right you're yeah i i would say leadership is about the people you're motivating the people tasks come tend to come second in a leadership role because when you lead the people and you're you're empowering the people uh through your your position and through through your your charisma whatever it is you're, you're more concerned about what the people are doing than you are with how the task is getting accomplished. Um, yeah. You want to maximize the effort of others towards the achievement of a common goal. That's the best way I could kind of put it. Yeah, uh, workforce empowerment, adaptive decision-making, depending yep. on your people. Yeah, but remember, leadership has nothing to do with titles, your management position, one's personal agendas, nothing. It's not restricted to personality traits. Um, such as charisma or, or, Hey, this guy has better vision or whatever, or girl has better vision. doesn't matter. You can lead somebody, even if you're the like least charismatic person ever. I always relate this to Henry Kissinger, the, the great, um, negotiator mm-hmm. who had the motherfucker was monotone, monotone as well. if you ever <laughs> listen to that dude talk, he's monotone. I was like, geez, I don't know how this guy got through negotiations, but <laughs> He helped shape some of the most pivotal moments in our country's history by negotiating through everything. And and it's not because he was super charismatic and, and he was able to get everybody to agree and like everything. He was just a, he was a leader who had a vision and he helped work people to get towards that vision and attain that goal. Yeah. Initiative so, and investments for great effort to accomplish whatever mm-hmm. that vision is yeah and that could be your company's vision could be your um company's vision your personal vision uh whatever the case is a, a daily vision um you know i like to wake up and, and envision how is my day gonna go well usually it's when i'm driving to work and i'm kind of starting to drink my coffee and i'm starting to kind of think about okay what do i want to accomplish today what is my goals for today that sort of stuff. That's my vision for the day. So if you're a leader, you want to try to start pushing your people towards accomplishing your vision for that day. The small steps takes leads to bigger steps, which leads to running, which leads to sprinting, which leads to you guys accomplishing whatever your goal is. I, you know, we equate it. We use a lot of uh, basketball or, or sports stuff. You know, every play goes into every quarter. Every quarter goes into every half. Every half goes into every game. Every game goes into the season. The season dictates the championship. Right. And showing the initiative in the people, uh, 
that's one of the reasons why people tend to start following someone with such a great vision like that. Like, I like, I like, I like the cut of this guy's jib. I like what he's talking about. I like the yeah. initiative he's going. I'm gonna invest in this guy. Yeah. And then now you have, a, a, a hopefully, a high performance team that's going to lead you, and they're going to continue to follow your vision. Yeah. So on the flip side of this, what is management? <laughs> management is all about performing your pre-planned tasks on a regular basis with the help of subordinates. I always equate it to um, management equates to processes and tasks. I don't care so much about the people. They care about the processes, the tasks, the, the quarterly goals, quotas, that sort of stuff. They're more worried about the numbers. Yeah. The uh, what four, four basic uh, important functions of management, planning, organizing, leading and controlling and that last one right there controlling is yes. to me the difference between uh, the almost key difference between me, management and leadership now managers can become leaders if they adequately carry out the leadership responsibilities communication of good and bad hey you're doing really good at this you need to improve on this providing inspiration and guidance hey man you're doing really you're doing really good about these things i want to keep pushing you towards this stuff however let me guide you in this right direction because you're kind of straying off the path uh you gotta uh encourage employees to rise to a higher level of productivity and not all managers can can achieve that some managers are just number people i care more about the quotas did we sell enough widgets today to meet our quarterly goal if i if i have a quarterly goal of, of 30 you know, 30 widgets and there's three months in a quarter, that means I need to sell 10 widgets per month to make my goal. Did I sell 10 this month? No? Okay, now I need to sell extra the second month so I can make sure I make that goal. Correct. Whatever the case is. Uh, manager's responsibilities are often outlined in their job description. Subordinates yeah. following because the professional title or classification, not because that person's a good leader and he's inspired them but because you're the boss you're the manager and i'm going to do what you say yeah so you know with, with the title comes authority and privilege to promote higher reward employees based on performance behavior whatever the case is i literally so just today uh actually just today i had a meeting there's a, a meeting with the big boss it was an all employees meeting with the big boss and uh <clears throat> they came out and said they came out and gave this spiel and said, hey, th at the end of it, as uh, I almost, I, I got, uh, I got set off a little bit. At the end <laughs> of it, they said, thanks for listening to me. Not like you had a choice. <laughs> and right there, I was like, I immediately don't want to listen to you anymore. I immediately don't want to follow you. I don't want to follow anything, but I have to because of your position and your title within the company. I have to listen to you, but I don't want to listen to you because you have no charisma. You have you have nothing. Nothing you say adds value to my day. You're not inspiring me. You're not really guiding me. You're just telling me. You're talking yeah. at me instead of talking to me. Instantly took all the inspiration out of whatever they were saying. Yep. Completely De negated the whole yeah. room. Yep. Every, all the good shit you said was immediately just offset by that one comment. <laughs> one comment. <laughs> and I tell this to all of my subordinates. Look, you, it takes about 10 good things 
for you to overcome one bad thing. Because as humans, we're geared to the negative, right? That's what's yeah. kept us alive. Fire, hot, bad. Got it. I remember that. Hey, person, hurt me. Last, I don't know if I should trust them. Got it. Remember that. Takes about 10 good things to overcome that person hurt me last. I don't know if I should do this anymore. Right. Hey, that saber-toothed tiger kicked my ass. I don't know if I should go after them anymore. Um, you know, I want to go for this easier target <laughs> of whatever. Yeah. You know, that's how we survived as human races. We were geared towards the negative and remembering, ah, ate that plant, Timmy died. <laughs> when he ate that plant, Timmy died. I'm not even going to fucking eat that plant. I'm going to go over here and eat this other one that Jimmy ate. And now I now I know he's still alive. So obviously, I assume that I could still eat it. <laughs> How we think. Right. So with that, the, we kind of went leadership management. So now uh, go over a few differences. Mm. A few differences. Mm. So management is to control a group or group of individuals in order to achieve a specified objective. Right. Whereas leadership is the ability of an individual to influence, motivate, and enable others to contribute to the organization's success. I always equate leaders lead people, managing, manages tasks and processes. One is people, one is tasks and processes and numbers. Have you ever been given a task? And let's say you had three people. So it's you and three other people. And it's just not coming together. So your boss comes up and be like, okay, here's two more people. Yep. They just threw two more people in it. So now you have a larger group that you're trying to do a specified task. Whereas yep. if you was able to pick two people out of that group or a different group, you can accomplish the same task with the same two people because they're highly motivated and you can lead them in the direction that needs to get a task accomplished instead of having five dumb fucks standing around trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, actually you did that to me. <laughs> Never, sir. Yes, you did. <laughs> did it work? No, no. And I told you it didn't work. <laughs> because, because I didn't get to pick my team, right? I didn't get to build my highly motivated team. I didn't get to build my differences of opinions. I didn't get to build, you know, hey, I want to make sure that this person has a different opinion than me. So that way I'm not, I'm getting challenged and making sure that the best of us is coming out. Oh, I challenge you. know, you. I'm not saying you, motherfucker. <laughs> like you were, bitch. Uh, <laughs> but I, I didn't it. get to, I didn't get to do that. I didn't get to build my team. I literally got these two people and then I, they, I, and they could not accomplish the amount of required work to be at the level for the, for, for the, the plan that was put in place. So what you slash the other bosses did when I was working directly for you was obviously you're not managing your people very well. Here's two more to help you get, to give you extra manpower so you can accomplish said goal. And I told you, it won't work that way. There is not an, I said, it's not a, a problem with the people. It's a problem with the process. And you're not listening to me about how the process works. <laughs> there's a, there's a funnel and you're not giving me the tools to be able to expand that funnel. So now I can't do anything. Now I just literally have more people standing around doing nothing. And you guys think I'm mismanaging motherfuckers. Correct. You're welcome. Go fuck yourself. 
<laughs> so management is responsible for controlling an organization, a group, or a set of entities to achieve a, project, a particular objective. They're about making sure the day-to-day -day operations are being ex, uh, performed as expected. Whereas a leader will communicate in order to set the direction and inspire and motivate their team. Um, you can be a leader and a manager at the same time. I do that in my current job. I set the tone and I say, hey, I'll tell my people, I'm very much a line in the sand type person. Here's my line in the sand of what we need to get done in this shift. Here's, here's where we got to end, guys. And they say, okay, how do you want us to accomplish that? And I said, no, no, no. I'm empowering you. This is my line in the sand. You guys know what I expect. You know how I expect the work to get done, what the quality of work that I expect. Go forth and, and accomplish. Tell me what you need and I'll make it happen for you. I want you guys to feel empowered and to be a part of this process so that way you have a little bit of buy-in and it's not me just telling you exactly how to get everything done. I get, I, I tell this to my wife, I have a brain that thinks at work and I, I sometimes I have to think for other people. I don't want to have to come home and think for you too. <laughs> like, I don't want to do yes. it. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been there. Yes. So, you know, sometimes they're like, well, what do you think? No, no, no. Stop. I don't care. We're a team. You, <laughs> your opinion is just as valid as mine. Yeah, Here's I what I think. What do you think? Oh, well, let's just go with you. What do you think? No, I want to hear your fucking opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your thought process. Let's walk yeah. through your thought process, and then we'll walk through my thought process, and we'll see where we mismatch and see why what we can do to make this better. Because maybe I think I'm thinking this way, and you're like, "Well, what if we did this?" I'm like, ah, "That's even fucking better." I didn't even consider that. Correct. Instead of just, I call it jellyfishing, where you, you just sit there through life and sift through food and everything just comes through you naturally. You're not doing anything. You're just riding the ocean wave to whatever happens happens. Yeah. Nope. Don't want to do that. Don't want to do it. Um, but uh, I will say, keep in mind, just because someone's not a great leader does not mean that they'll be a great manager or just because someone's not a great manager does not mean that they'll be a great leader. Some people just suck. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of an example of that. I want to use Elon because it's, it's, it's not really good because he has a great vision. Vision like that, right? But he will spend all his money focused on that vision. Like there's been times where Tesla was on the verge of, uh, what the fuck we're going to do now? And then something clicks and all of a sudden now he's got millions and billions back in it again. But SpaceX as, as, actually did that. Yeah, SpaceX. I'm sorry, not Tesla, SpaceX. So at some point in time, it's like, hey, uh, boss, hey, you're mismanaging all your product. You're mismanaging all the funds, the money and everything. This, I, I don't know if we can continue in two months. He's like, he's like, copy. Let's, yeah, let's keep pushing forward. Because I, did, yeah. Did you just not hear me? We don't have enough materials to keep keep going. Keep going. Make it work. Oh, oh. Okay. I have the vision. You accomplish the vision. So, in my opinion, by all means, he's still a great guy. But I say he mismanaged that process. Now I it worked agree. out for him at the end, but he did mismanage. Yeah, he's he's gone on record and said, uh, I want to say he had enough money for three for four spacex launches and at number three when number three failed he goes guys i don't think we I don't, we have one more launch in us and he said I, and they're like one he was like one more launch is all we got 
if we fuck it up, I'm out of money. Um, <laughs> and 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 his people came, you know, came together. They rallied around it because they believed in his vision. Correct. Not because he was a good leader or a good manager. He they believed in his vision and said, "All right, let's get this done." The rest is history. Now SpaceX is launching motherfuckers to the ISS. They're, they're bringing supplies almost on a regular basis. They're launching Starlink satellites. They're they're reusing rockets, which has never been done in the history of the human that race. That can't be done! Yeah, f- of course I still love you as, as uh, you know, says opposite of that. <laughs> I mean, it looks uh, like who who thinks like, hey, what if we did this? This would save us a bunch of money. And people are like, I don't know if that could be everyone. I don't think that could be done. I don't think that could be done. I don't know. How would you do that? Uh, through programming. But obviously, it could be programmed to do that. And sure, and he was like, "I don't. We had enough money for four launches." He goes, "If it failed after the fourth launches, launch, I probably would have scrubbed it and said, fuck it.'" Right. So, leadership management. There's a difference in vision, right? Mm-hmm. So, lead, leaders are considered visionaries. Elon, visionary. They set pathways and excel the organization to organizational growth. They always examine where the organization stands, where they want to go, and how they can reach the by evolving the team, which is what he did. He had the great vision, evolved the team, listen team, we got one more left. Let's, you know, let's let's make this happen. Was a manager is set out to achieve an organizational goal by implementing processes such as budgeting, organizational structuring, and staffing. Manager's vision is bound to the implementation of strategies, planning, and organizing tasks to reach the objectives set out by leaders. So if you took Elon's vision and turn it into just a managerial vision, he would have stopped. We don't have yeah. enough money to keep going after probably after the second launch. Like, I, I, I don't. We don't have the budget to continue doing. Right, and I'm sure he was told that by his managers. Hey, I guarantee Elon, you. <laughs> I, listen, man, I don't think we're gonna get there. Um, you could try it one more time, but I don't think we're going to get there. That'd be three launches. If we can't get it by then, I think we're going to have to scrub this whole shit. And he's like, mm, I think we can. Tesla, full self-driving, everybody. Uh, National Highway Safety Traffic Administration. There's a motherfucker in, in, in California who ran on a political platform of, of outlawing FSD. Um, you know, uh, and I forget what his name is. Um, it, yes, unimportant. Saying... No, this is this is unsafe stuff. No one can do this without without lidar, all these other things. He's like, go fuck yourself. We can do this. And now FSD is in its beta. Granted, it still has bugs to work out, but they're the closest to anybody else coming to full self driving. I own a Tesla. I have full self driving beta. I use it on city streets. I have used it on city streets. I've used it on highways, um, highways, interstates. I got to be honest. It's impressed me. I'm I, like, I, I'm impressed. And um, I, I, I got it in the beginning. Herky jerky, not super. Like it was taking corners, like a, like I was a <laughs> rally car. Like I was like, God damn, this thing's gonna start drifting here soon if it takes corners much faster. <laughs> Now I've used it again after several updates and, and refreshes and more coding and, and everything else. And it's taken corners that it used to take and it would like slam on, it would just turn the wheels super sharp and, and accelerate and like almost kick my back end out. Now it's going through them nice and smooth. And I'm like, this is okay. 
This is progress. This is we're moving forward. This is great. Yeah. So if you just, again with that, if you just saw it from a manage, managerial vision, you wouldn't you wouldn't have got there. No, no you wouldn't have got there. There's no way. No, you would have been like, we can't plan this out. This task can't be accomplished. It's just it's bound to whatever the implications is for for actual driving. Car can't do. You can't make a car drive like a human. Yeah, especially with just cameras. It needs to be mapped out like with the lidar. Mm. So. He's right. pure cameras. <laughs> so there's also a difference between organizing and aligning, right? So managers will tend to achieve their goals by using coordinated activities, tactical processes. They break down the long time goal that the leader sets out, CEO, the leader for that has a vision for the company, right? And they break down those long time goals and, and, into tiny segments and organize the available resources to reach the desired outcome. I, people have told this, my, uh, my parents tell me this all the time. When I, I, I start stressing out about a big problem, they go, how do you take a bite out of an elephant? How do you eat an elephant? <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? How do I eat an elephant? And they're like one bite at a time, Sm- break it down, small parts. You can only do what you can do. Get one little tiny task done. And that eventually will add up to the giant elephant that you're supposed to eat. Got it. That's a managerial type viewpoint. What I want to know is leaders are concerned with how to align and influence those people and how to assign work to them. I'm going to talent manage you. You're better at coding. Boom. I'm going to put you over here. You're better at numbers and budget. I'm going to put you over here. What sense would it make if I flip flop those motherfuckers? Because then I have bad numbers and I have bad coding. And what the fuck do I have as a mess? They achieve this by getting those individuals to um, envision their function in a wider context and the possibility for future growth that their efforts may give. Hey guys, we're all started part of the same team from the payroll motherfucker over here working at, you know, company X, that payroll that pays the coder over here to accomplish whatever it is to build our app or whatever the case the fuck the is. Uh, if you didn't, if that coder didn't get paid by this finance guy over here, that coder would stop to work and our whole entire process breaks down. Right. What? Well, take your elephant eating. Right. So instead of you just fucking trying to mile down an elephant one bite at a time yourself. All right, Jimmy, you started the trunk. You're a smaller guy. The trunk is probably better for you. Um, Tommy, you're a little heavy set. Nothing against you, but I know you can eat it probably a little better than this guy. Then eventually what's going to happen is the guy that starts at the trunk, he's going to work his way into being able to eat more. So by the time the next elephant come around, he can maybe eat the trunk and maybe a little bit more of the elephant and the other guy, and then they can meet in the middle. So eventually they're both going to be eating probably about the same amount of elephant. Right. Hey, bud, you you like calamari and, and rubbery stuff. <laughs> you like the meat like a steak. Let's You start on this end and you start on that end and what you guys can meet in the fucking middle and we're going to get this shit done. Instead of the guy eating the non cartilage part and he's like oh my god i'm so full this is disgusting i can't is, i yeah, can't, I can't do, this. do this anymore i'm yeah. fucking quit i'm done i'm out yeah I'm, rabble, yes. rabble, rabble. <laughs> I'm going to this other fucking company right they eat zebras yeah they, they eat zebras i don't gotta deal with this cartilage bullshit anymore <laughs> got it 
But if you if you align the people with, hey, I, and talent management is such a huge thing. We would probably have to do an episode just on talent management yeah, at I some like point that. in the future. But it, it's a huge thing because what I and I will say, um, you know, a lot of companies get wrong is they say, OK, hey, I hired you as a coder and you're not very good at coding. So you're fired. Well, what if that guy who is not very good at coding, but is good at managing coders because he understands a little bit of the process of coding, but he's really good at, I don't know, inspiring coders and people, the coders follow him and he has a way of finding the solution to small problems, but he can't just sit there and write code for hours and hours and hours. Why not give him a project manager role where now he's managing a project of that coding and let the coders do their coding and he can look over it and say, yeah, this works here, this works there. Hey, I got a problem, boss. What? Do I, how do I think about this? Oh, have you tried this? Oh, I didn't even think about that. All right, let me go write code. He could write. He could try to write the code, but it's going to take him twice as long as the actual coder. That is, yes. So, with management and leadership, there's different ways of asking questions, queries. There's different ways. So, a leader will ask what and why where a manager focuses on how and when. Right, so leader's gonna go, what's the problem? Why is this an issue? Oh, I don't know, I, the, here's the problem and, and here's why it's an issue because this this doesn't work without this. Okay, cool. So if you gotta do, you know, you, to do justice to their duties as a leader, they're gonna question and challenge the authority to reverse decisions that may not be in the better interest of the team. Hey, boss. Hey CEO, I get that you want us to 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 make this widget happen, but in order to be able to do that, you have to give me more flexibility to and my team more flexibility and we will be more productive because if I give my team more flexibility to I don't know, spend time with their families, they're going to be more productive and they're yeah. going to want to work for us even harder and they're going to get this stuff done rather than if I said no, you can't go to your daughter's ballet practice. You can't go to your son's basketball game or your your daughter's, you know, whatever, like uh, hockey game or whatever the fuck, it, whatever it is. No, you can't do that because you got a code. If I give them, hey, yeah, you can do, go ahead. Take your kid to the doctor, be with your family. When you come back, focus harder and, and, and you know, make it happen, Captain, type yeah. situation. If you give me that flexibility, boss, I bet you I can get this done. So they're going to say, hey, if there's a stumbling block, the leader's going to step up and say, hey, what did we learn from this and why did this happen? What right. what did we learn and why did it happen in the first place? What did we miss? Yeah, and I did that a lot dealing with subordinates when I had actually had uh, trainees below me or however you want to word it. Because a lot of times I want to know, like, what did you learn from this? Well, I learned that I have to, you know, put the hardware in first perfect i'm glad you learned that and then it's like okay so it fell on the floor why did this happen because i, I need to put the hardware in first so we did learn why this happened right right why wait why did this happen well I, I i put the hardware on first and then i tried to put the part on and it just fell off because the hardware wasn't attaching it all right motherfucker <laughs> Maybe we can learn from this and, and, and try to figure this out. Oh, yeah, 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 I got it. I understand now why I got to do it the way you told me. Why the way to, to, to do it. Like, I, I get it. 
Um, I actually just had this problem last night. Just had this problem last night. And my I had I had a team of people that are trying to work on a problem and they didn't follow the step-by-step procedures laid out. And they 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 went forth and tried to conquer, and I was proud of them. And I was like, you guys are knocking this shit out. Way to go, guys. And I and then I asked a question and I said, what about this? And they go, they everyone just stopped and then looked at me and I said, what? Did I ask a dumb question? <laughs> and because I ask dumb questions all the time. I, I'm not ashamed to admit I ask the stupidest questions because if I don't know something about a process as a leader, let me ask the dumb questions to make sure that we're not missing the small things, the, yeah. the things that take everyone takes for granted. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course we did that. Of course I swept off the counter or the, the workstation before I, I started you know, unscrewing these things. I would never lose a screw because of the other shit that's on my workstation. Right. Oh, okay, sure. So why is your workstation a mess? Uh, well, because I failed to sleep. Hmm, okay, why? Well, I, I, was, I was trying to just get it all done so I could go home at the end of the day. Okay, now you're here for an extra hour trying to find that hardware you lost in this menagerie of bullshit <laughs> on your workstation. So what do we learn uh, to, to do it right the first time? Oh, okay, cool. Got it. <laughs> but they, they had this problem. They said, uh, you know, they were getting after it. And I said, it, would it have made more sense to do it this way? And they even they even kind of came up to me and said, hey, we did it wrong. We should have done this. We should have done that. And I said, okay, cool. And they said, you're not mad? No. Well, why aren't you mad? Because this is a chalk it up to a learning experience. Guys. You're going to encounter this problem again. I guarantee you, you're going to encounter this problem again. Chalk it up to a learning experience and next time do it the right way. And now you've learned it. Now you teach the other people around you as to why this is important that you do it this way. And then those people are going to teach those the next generation. The next generation is going to keep going and keep going and keep going. And uh, and it's going to inundate and, and er- make everything good. Now, the caveat to that is don't make an arbitrary fucking rule just to just to make an arbitrary rule and then people go well that's the way we've always done it that uh, doesn't work i hate that that doesn't work yeah managers are required to assess and analyze failures their job description emphasizes asking how and when which assists them in ensuring that plans are carried out correctly they prefer to accept the stat quo and make no attempt to change it. Right. Don't so, fix what's not broken. What what I what when I read that when when I was doing my notes or whatever, I thought about the wife putting together a shelf, a bookshelf. Okay. She always puts one piece upside down for some reason. Like everything is wood. This one piece is, is laminate. Like, she was okay with that. Like why? uh yeah. I that why my leadership in me was like why. But her stat quo, I accomplished the task. The shelf was built. It holds books. Everything works. Let's move on to the next one. And the next one, I, maybe I won't put it on backwards. I don't know. But I have the shelf. Everything works like planned. The plan was to have the shelf built. It's built. Let's move on. That, yeah. See, that 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 just bugs the ever-loving hell out of me. <laughs> no. What? No. Yeah. No, shelf is built. My description of the shelf was there. I made it. My plans came to fruition. I have a shelf that holds books. 
I'm moving on. Stat quo is good. There's no attempt to change it. Why change it? It works. Well, yes, but it's wrong, <laughs> but it works. So we'll just move on next time you build it. Right. See, and that's, I mean, that's how I get out of loading the dishwasher. <laughs> Washing clothes for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like, hey, I loaded the dishwasher. Dishwasher, the dishes are clean. Um, what is, what's, well, you know, what's, what's the problem? And, and my wife, you know, likes to explain to me of, of how I'm wrong and how the dishes don't get as clean as she would like or whatever the case is washing washing laundry well if you didn't separate the darks and the lights and now everything's fucking pink and blah 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 <laughs> well okay why don't you just do it next time then that that's very much a, a managerial type minor set whereas you know hey my white towels are now pink why the fuck are they pink that doesn't make sense they were never pink before <laughs> but the clothes are clean so I, I, I accomplished the process right clothes are clean shit's pink why is it pink? Oh, I see now. I put a red, a brand new red shirt in with the white towels, like a moron. Oops. So that's how. That's, I got how. Okay. How did I miss that? Oh, I didn't separate the laundry beforehand. I just dumped it all in the washer and threw the soap in and fucking called a day and said, start. Right. And that's the why. Two completely different outlooks on the same process. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's good. Good job, yeah. sir. I'm here for you, bud. <laughs> so the next thing would be position versus quality. So managers is is frequently refers to a specific job within an organization structure. Manager is a job title that comes with a fixed set of responsibility. You are in charge of managing this team to ensure that they produce X number of widgets per day. Got it. I know what my quota is. I know how to do this. Team knows what the expectation is. Go forth and conquer. Leader is more ambiguous. They're going to emerge as a result of the actions. So you're a leader if you act in the way that inspires others to do their best. And it makes no difference what your title and position is. I can have a manager that says, hey, manager, you're in charge of this team. You have to produce X number of widgets per day. Got it, boss. X number of widgets per day will make it happen. There, there could be a leader on that team, same position as the other people, that says, hey guys, if we do things this way, we can produce more widgets per day and it's less work on us. And they go, oh shit, we didn't even think about it like that. Let's do it that way. And they say, okay, cool. Let's go forth and conquer. Manager has no input on that. But he, that person on the team took a leadership type position and said, I can improve this process. If we do it this way, I can improve this process. And I don't have to do, we don't have to change anything. And we actually produce more and less work for us. There's a perfect, and I know you heard it before, and I'm pretty sure our listeners heard it before. Perfect way you can tell the difference between a leader and a manager with that scenario. A manager is going to be the one that's saying, that's not my job. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Not my job. Somebody else has to do that. It's not my job. I'm not sweeping the floor. It's not my job. Leader says, what can I do to help? Oh, you guys need the floor swept? Let's sleep. The fl I'll sleep the floor while you guys finish up. Whatever. It's not necessarily here with the team. Let's make this happen. Yeah. <laughs>
And that's ah. and that's one of those things where, you know, hey, I don't have I don't have to put input our our quotas into the computer system. That's not technically my job, but I'm here to make your your lives better. So if if it helps if I input shit into a computer system, well yeah, I'll go ahead and put my shit into a computer system. Manager's gonna go, I want you to produce this many widgets per day and then put it into the computer system. I don't give a shit how it gets done, fucking do it. And then they walk off. If we have to work overtime to do it, then you guys are gonna work overtime to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> and then and then you get into quiet quitting. And that's a whole uh, other topic. Yes. I actually looked that up when you mentioned it at one time. That's very interesting. Maybe we'll do a sidebar or something on that. I, I'd love to do a sidebar on quiet quitting. I there's there's a lot of things I can say about that. But <laughs> what exactly do managers do? So manager is has a responsibility of carrying out the four important functions, right? Planning, organizing, leading, and controlling. Question is managers are managers leaders? Not always. Yeah. Not always. Most managers tend to be leaders if they also adequately carry out the leadership responsibilities, which include management, communication, motivation, and providing inspiration, guidance, and encouraging their employees to rise to a higher level of productivity. You can have a manager that says, hey guys, we got to produce this many widgets per day. I'm part of the team as well. What can I do to make this better? What are you? What are your inputs? How do I make this better? For, what? How do I make better living conditions for you guys? How do I make better make work life balance conditions for you guys? Correct. Uh, unfortunately, not all managers are leaders. Not all managers will take that step. Some managers have poor leadership qualities, and employees follow orders from their managers not because they're leaders, but because they're obligated to do so. It's not necessarily because they are influenced or inspired, but because they're subordinates. If they don't do it, uh, they could get fired. They could get fined. They could get written up. They could get something. They could lose something in this project. Yeah. Time. They can lose a lot of different things with that. So, I mean, just because someone has a professional title and designation of saying that they're king of whatever right the manager of the managers i'm the leader of the team no oh, okay yeah so that's Just because leader yeah. of the team is in your duty child does not make you a leader that makes you a position of management correct so your chief function would f- focus would be <laughs> to meet your organizational goals and objectives and typically don't take much else into consideration they're usually held responsible for actions as well as for the actions of their subordinates. The title comes authority and the privilege to promote higher fire discipline, reward, whatever the case happens to be, based on those employees' behavior and their performance. So, but a leader, um, I, I heard, so I, I was listening to Masterclass, we were talking about this through the break. Um, President George W. Bush um, said, leaders share credit and take blame and that stuck out to me he said you know because he was talking about his his response to hurricane katrina he tried to share credit with the guy directing hurricane katrina's fema response ultimately that ended up backfiring because fema was fucking up and so he was like yep that's on me 100 on me i made that decision nobody else did 100 on me got it my bad I he remember tried that. to 
he tried to share credit and say, hey, this guy's been working his ass off. He's been here day and night. He's working his tail off. Everything's been great. I couldn't ask for a better better leader, blah, 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 blah. Turns out, motherfucker wasn't doing what he was supposed to do, and they were late to the party. And FEMA response, as we know for, from Katrina, was terrible. And then, he, he's, and then George W. Bush was like, got it. That's my bad. 100% on me. I, nobody else had a hand in it. It was all me. Leader took blame but tried to share the credit. That is like the primary difference between management and leadership. Uh, leaders don't necessarily hold or occupy that management position because uh, for that FEMA situation, he didn't occupy the, the lead role in that FEMA fiasco. Right. right? But he was, above, he was above that guy. So he didn't occupy that management position, but as a leader, he went ahead and took exactly what you said. He tried to share the greatness but he took all the blame. Yeah, and that's and that's exactly what he should. Leader doesn't have to be an authority figure in the organization. I, it sounds cliche. Leaders can be anyone. Got it, motherfucker. But they can. They can. They could be the lowest person on that totem pole, but they understand the process in such a way they inspire the others to get things done in such a way that everybody succeeds, and including the managers. And sometimes that's not a good thing. Because what will tend to happen is managers, in my personal opinion, will take credit and share blame. Yes, That's what managers I've, I've seen they will they will take the credit of the team. Couldn't be they could have sat there and argued with a quote unquote leader of the team who said, Hey, we're gonna do it this, 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 this because it's going to work out. And he's like, no, that's fucking stupid. You're going to do it by the book. And the book says to do X, Y, Z. And the leader says, yeah, but if we did Z, A, Q, B, we'd get a lot better. And he's like, no, nah, that's fucking stupid. Leader does it anyways. It works out. Manager's going to go, that was all me. That was my idea from the get-go. I told him to do Z, A, Q, B. Got it. Correct. The leader personally invests in the task and projects and demonstrates a level of passion for the work. Now, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. Yeah. By all means, people, please. But there was a point in time where we worked together and there was a group that they had a, they made their own little bumper sticker that says, what would Dice do? Yeah. And that was their focus. Like he doesn't lose his, his cool. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do, he focuses on the people that make things happen. What would Dice do in this situation? And yeah. when I saw that, I was like, oh, oh, guys, you're actually paying attention. Oh, I'm inspiring. I'm inspiring yeah. others. And so I was like, that's that's cool. I like that. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's funny because I'm training a new person to take my spot. I'm, I'm moving on in my position. I'm moving to a different position. And so I'm training my position, my replacement. And when I'm, I'm, I'm training the replacement, I didn't get to choose my replacement. I, the replacement was chosen for me, um, but I'm training the replacement. And he said something the other day, and I talked to my, I talked to my subordinates, and what they said kind of was like, oh, I was like, oh, proud dad moment. But he said, he goes, I don't really have to be, I don't really have to worry about things when I have these two individuals doing, you know, managing the people for me and I said that's because I've set them up in such a way that they are empowered to do things the way they see fit and I talked to them and I said hey guys I just want you guys to know you guys got some kudos 
from the new person, the new leader on shift, the new manager on shift. Um, and this is what he said. And they, they came back and they said, the only reason we feel comfortable doing that is because you've had such, um, you've empowered us in such a way. We feel comfortable taking those risks because we know you have our back and won't, um, as long as we're, you know, as long as we are, are thinking through this and it's not a dumb decision, you will have our back six ways from Sunday. We have no issues doing it, but when you leave, we're concerned that when you leave, that we're, the new guy's not going to have our back. I said, well, this is what he said. And he goes, then they said, that gives us great confidence that when you leave, we're still going to have a good leader. And it made me happy because they said, when you, because you empowered us to make these decisions. Uh, and so in turn, we empowered those below us to make those decisions and they they in turn empower others and so on and so forth and i said i'm so happy to hear you guys say that because that makes me happy because i've all um, as a as a leader as a self-conscious leader is what i kind of describe because i look in the mirror and i go did i do a good job today did i set the right path and the right tone for my people if i didn't then that's on me i fucked up if i didn't set the right, right tone for my people i fucked up but when they said, no, it's because of you that we're able to do this stuff, I knew that I was on the right track. Well, leaders take great deal of interest in the success of their followers, enabling them to reach their goals to satisfaction. They're not necessarily organizational goals, but their goals. Now, as right. being, being in that quasi-leader manager role, of course, you're going to set the vision for the organizational goals because the, the type of position that we're in. But with that, you're still not necessarily organizational goals for their mindset, for their success, but as being in that leadership position, that's what you, exactly what you described is exactly uh, one of the things leaders do. Yeah, and and that to me, when those guys said it, I was like, oh, I'm doing good. I'm happy with my, with the tone that I've set on my, my shift, my team, I'm happy with the tone that I've set because I know that they know I have their back. And I was telling that to the new guy and I said, look, man, you got these guys back. They're going to work circles around every other motherfucking team that you could put up against them. They will work circles around them because they know that you have their back. They know that you got, um, that you have the, that you're not going to steer them wrong. You're not going to try to micromanage them. You're not going to do this. And I've seen it where he kind of is concerned. He's trying to micromanage because he's new because he, so he wants to be part of the process and he's, you know, he's, he's going home. And I'm like, look, man, I get, you want to be a part of the process. Let them be Ask the dumb. I said, don't ever be afraid to ask the dumb questions. And he was like, what do you mean by that? And I got to show him the other day and I asked the stupidest question anybody could ever ask. It was the most simplest question. Uh, it was the like, did you guys make sure that it was plugged in? And then everyone stopped, and they just looked at me, and they kind of like, they, they like they thought for a second because everyone was taken aback. What do you mean? Of course we made sure it was plugged in. I was like, I'm just asking, did we make sure that this was plugged in before we before you know you start digging into this? Well, yeah, of course we did. I Are assumed. You, I'm just gonna ask. Did, did we 100%? Well, yeah, I assume that they took care of it. No, we assumed you took care of it. So everyone assumed somebody else took care of it. So did did we actually check it? 
Uh, uh, hang on, boss. Oh, fuck. Hey, boss, you'll never guess what happened. What? It wasn't plugged in. Huh. Damn it. Weird. Weird. And they, and they like, they're like, man, we were chasing that thing for two hours. Got it. Did you, I asked the dumb question because sometimes when you have a very knowledgeable team, when you know that they know what the fuck they're doing, sometimes they go straight into, they don't, they don't follow Occam's razor. They don't follow it. They just go, all right, cool. Obviously that's done. So we're going to jump into this really complicated shit. And I, and I sometimes as a, as a leader, I just go, Hey, did, uh, uh, did you try turning it off and turning it back on again? <laughs> Why wouldn't we try that? I'm just asking. Did you try it? Sometimes that fixes it. No. Hang on. Oh, fuck. It worked. Hmm. All right, cool. So you guys good? <laughs> yeah, I know. We're good. Thanks, boss. Yeah, man. Have, I, anytime. Walk away. And he, he sat there and goes, I cannot believe that worked. I said, it's not always that simple. But don't ever be afraid to ask the dumb question as a leader. That's my personal opinion. Never be afraid to ask the dumb question as a leader. Because sometimes when you have a very intelligent team, when you have a very technically minded team, they overlook the stupidest shit. All right. Well, that was a great leadership segment. Leadership versus management. Management versus leadership. We went over several different scenarios. Leaders inspire people. Managers manage things or manage people. What, how do you say it? Process. You say it, you say it a lot better than I do. Leaders lead people. Managers manage processes. Leaders are caring about the people. Managers care about the numbers, the processes, the the how. To, did we meet our quota? Did we get our goal done? Yes. No. Maybe. Okay. Let's go forth and conquer. <laughs> Leaders go, hey, are you okay today? You seem off. I've asked that question before, and they're like, and I've, I've, I've been asked, how do you know that dude's off? He's he's the lowest of the low because I have, a per I have a relationship with him. It's not like I don't go to his house on the weekends and play fucking Scrabble with the motherfucker. It's P-knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't go over to his house and drink beers on the weekend, but I know him enough to where I know that that dude seems off. Hey man, you okay? Yeah. I just got a lot on my mind. My grandpa is going through some stuff. He had to go into surgery. Um, you know, his blood pressure dropped. He's a little bit sick. Uh, I'm concerned about it. Okay. Do you need time off? No, nah, I think I'm okay. Let me know if something changes. Copy boss. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for. Thanks for looking out. Sure thing. A manager would go, hey, you didn't meet your quota today. What the fuck? Correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't meet my quota today. Sorry. All right. Do better tomorrow. All right. Yeah, sir, sure thing. Correct. And it's, it's really, it, I know it seemed like we're oversimplifying, but it's really, it really is that simple. It, yeah. It I can wish really it, be that simple. I Sometimes I wish it wasn't that simple. <laughs> because, because then the, then you, you know you'd have a secret for success, and you could be New York best time best selling author, and all these other things. But it, it really is a lot, a lot that simple. We also talked about when to stop smoking your cigar. Yeah, when you stop enjoying it. Yeah, basically, 
So with that being said, I'm getting close. I'm I'm in my final third. All right, final third. All right, yeah. Final third. final third. Uh, I'm cedar has picked up, and I'm assuming it's it's from all the smoke coming through and whatever oils burning. Gives me a cedar. Uh, that black pepper accent is still there. Um, and I'm getting something sweet. I want to say honey, but I'm also near the end of my hot toddy, which also has honey in it. So maybe that's playing a part. Not 100% sure. I'll try again with a different drink and see if honey comes on the end. Yeah, so cedars in this, but I'm getting like a, a, a charred oak, um, an earthy kind of espresso almost. I like um, that. I got, and there's there's wood notes on the back end. I feel like it's still cedar, uh, but there's definitely some wood notes, um, and it's just balancing out this cigar and really really well um this is a definitely a medium to full it's the strength is is strong if i had to give this a strength as far as like nicotine type strength um i'd probably say about a seven on a scale from one to ten i'd probably say about a six or a seven i I would give mine a six i would definitely buy a five pack of this I, i don't necessarily think i would enjoy a whole box but I would definitely have quite a few sitting in my humidor when I want to switch up the program. I honestly, this is box worthy to me. Oh, this nice. one's box worthy. I like if I got a box of fifteen or twenty, I would not be upset about it because I could sit there and smoke this, and I would be like, "This is good. This is just it relaxes me. It's it's gives me that that nicotine kind of buzz that I'm like, okay, let's let's let you know that we're kind of looking for." Um, relax, but it's got a good spectrum of flavor. Um, wood has been a, a primary factor in this one, which I, I enjoy um, in cigars. And uh, it's just, it's really good. I, it, I wish I could, I wish you were, you know, we were closer together because I'd give you my other, I'd, I'd go buy some more and, and give you some. But uh, this one is, is really good. Uh, as I continue smoking this one, <laughs> I, I would honestly say when I'm going to stop smoking this one is going to be uh, when I get to the end, when I stop enjoying this. It's going to be a, a, probably a number. This one's like nub worthy type thing. But oh, I, nice. I, you know, it, it's just I could sit here and I could watch a show. I could sit here and talk to you. Um, I talk to you know people and I, I could I can enjoy this cigar all the way to the end and be like man that was a good hour and a half worth of my day um, you know and yes. I just I enjoy it. All right, well that's good. All right, well sir, until next time, I'm Dice and I'm Austin, and remember, uh, don't be the asshole that manages instead of leads. Facts. Big facts. All right, until next time. Thank you for listening to Leadership of the Leaf. The comments and opinions expressed by the host and guests does not reflect the opinions of those that broadcast this show, nor does it reflect any of our affiliates.